All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Vegas Guys Locker Room. I'm your host, Jesse. And listen, it is draft week, guys. I hope you guys' drafts have gone well. A lot of us have been drafting all week. Some of us still have upcoming drafts in the near future, but hopefully we've been able to break some of this stuff down now. We did break down the running backs, stated running backs with George and I talking about things that were going on in the running back kind of world. Tough landscape there. Tough landscape. We also did bring in RT. He was kind enough to join the show. Give us his possible booms that he likes at the wide receiver position and some of the busts that he believes may happen. That was a really good one. Please check out that episode if you want to hear more about the receivers. Today, we're going to break down five quarterbacks. I did do some interviews. I was able to talk to my friend Brian, who is in, our, who is in my Dynasty League. He gave me his top five quarterbacks on this season. Now, unfortunately, with that, those interviews, we did do those out and about in a lo- uh, local watering hole, <laughs> and some of it was a little unusable. Music, where we're at, there was a little too much noise going on, so I couldn't use a whole lot of the audio that was there. I was able to get some of it, so I will be posting that on there. On the, I will be putting that on the show, so you'll hear some of that. So I apologize if it's not the greatest sounding, but... I wanted to play some of the things that they had to say and get those on the episode. So starting with his number five quarterback, he did like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he believes that with the weapons there, the experience, that he's going to be a top five quarterback in fantasy this year. He really likes the fact that he has a plethora of weapons and the hype he believes is real. We also had another friend that was along with us, Floody, who is a big time fantasy football player. He loves fantasy football. We did get his take on it, and this is what he kind of had to say. And his whole career, he's gone against Chicago's defense, Detroit's defense, and Minnesota's defense. Now you're going to tell me you're going at 39 years old up against the Patriots and the Dolphins and the, and the uh, Bills defense? You're going to be kidding me. You think it's going to be easier? Wow. He's got a few more weapons. That's a good point. That's a good point. That, 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 that division has solid D all yeah, around. All around. It. And you know what? The Jets got a good D too this year. Yeah. So, but he doesn't have to face that. But I'm gonna tell you what. 39 years old, they're gonna be gunning for him. He's, he's lucky. Von Miller's not playing for Buffalo. When Von Miller played last year for Buffalo, top three defense. When he didn't play, the worst three. So, I mean, you get his take. He he doesn't believe that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be that successful playing in the AFC East with the defenses he's going to face. We've talked about that before, how that could be something that we need to watch. It's just a whole different style of play out there in the AFC East compared to where he's coming from in the NFC North. He believes he's too old. He believes the hype is going to give everybody a chance to really want to tee off on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's wrong. I think they're going to, I think they're really going to, you know, it's almost like that Super Bowl thing. You know, everybody's going to give the, the Kansas City Chiefs their very best. They're going to gun for him. I think you're going to get the same thing when it comes to playing with the Jets. I think every team is going to mark that on their schedule as something as a measuring stick of how close they are and how well can they content, uh, can grow to contend for a title. Now, number four, he did like Trevor Lawrence. He likes that he's upcoming. He likes the head coach. Loves the fact that it's the easiest schedule pretty much in the league, especially playing in the NFC South. You're not playing a whole lot of tough competition down there. You do have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense is pretty solid. Uh, I did get to interview someone, Brian. That's what he kind of had to say. He really liked the the schedule, liked the matchups. He likes the weapons down there. He really, really enjoys watching Calvin Ridley. He wants to see 
and believes that Calvin Ridley is going to be the next big thing down there in Jacksonville. I've always been skeptical on it. I think the guy's been away from football way too long. We'll see who's right in that one. Brian seems to be he's going to be a big hit. I think he's going to be a big dud. But he could be a second-half player. Now, if he does struggle the first half of the year and then turns it on, okay, getting back into that flow of football is going to be so hard for Calvin Ridley. He has been gone for so long. We've talked about it. He's getting closer to 30, and he's still on his rookie rookie deal. So he hasn't played a ton of football, especially over the last two, three years. There's my big question there. So he does like Trevor Lawrence at number four. Number three, he does like Jalen Hurts. We talked a little bit about this. I just, yeah, I think they've done a very good job of building around Jalen Hurts. Brian and Floody also said the same thing about them building around it. The weapons there, they've made sure he has gotten plenty of help. They've done a fantastic job building around him. That team is going to be solid defensively. They're going to be solid running the ball. The backfield's gotten, I don't I wouldn't say better, but I think they've kept it as good as it was last year. I think they picked up plenty of weapons. I think they got some guys that were kind of cast off from other teams. Maybe a change of scenery is going to be better for them. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a big, there's some of the bigger names on there. I'm not believers of DeAndre Swift. I'm not a big believer in. I don't think he's going to be as effective as everybody believes. I think some of those other guys, Kenneth Gainwell, might be might be intriguing. Rashad Penny, who's proven to be a good running back, just can never stay healthy. Jalen Hurts has plenty of weapons there. Number two was Josh Allen. And we did talk a lot about Josh Allen. And this is kind of what had Floody had broken down and what Josh Allen really needs to do to keep his productivity up. And that's what he had to say. Josh needs to do one thing and stop trying to run over yes. guys outside. Yes, yes. Because you know what's going to happen to Josh? He's going to go to bull over a defensive back. He's, you know, 210, 220, 225, maybe a big guy or whatnot. And he's going to go, he's going to get blindsided by a 350-pound lineman that's going to clean his clock. And if he gets hit right, could be a year-ending injury if he gets standing on that shoulder, go sideways. Josh has got a cannon for an arm, maybe a little too strong sometimes. Yeah, yeah I agree with that but one. But he needs to take a turn, turn around and take a look at a prime guy that he came in the league when this guy was leaving. And Brady, which I always go to, is a prime example of this league is a pocket passing league. Yeah, it's I mean, not it a running quarterback no. league. Been that way now for a while. For a while. And these guys that want to come up, and Josh Allen's a big, strong kid. Don't get me wrong. And he has plowed over some guys. But guess what? Guy is, I'm telling you, that 325 pound defensive end that's coming around where he's looking at one guy and don't see him here. It's locked from the side. Watch out, man. And yeah. if he gets clocked on the wrong side and lands on that right shoulder, well, guess yeah. what? Maybe they call him Jim Kelly back. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, yeah, and that's always been everybody's big concern with Josh Allen, right? He loves to run the ball. He loves to try to run over guys. He likes contact. He's always said that he's a football player first. But, yeah, the hits are going to add up. I mean, look at Cam Newton. He was great. Your body can only take so much. He needs to start learning how to throw the ball from the pocket, utilizing his running backs. One big thing that's always been a downfall is everybody goes, listen, I'm going to grab the starting running back from the Buffalo Bills, whether who it may be. It never pans out because Josh Allen does not check the ball down. He will take off and run it rather than find his 
his dump off. I believe that's just what Josh Allen needs to do to make his career a little bit longer in this league rather than trying to run people over. As we can see with Cam Newton, he did it for years. At the end of it, man, he it, his throwing motion didn't even look like a throwing motion. I don't know what that was. It was awful to watch. It didn't look good. When he came in the league, his release was smooth. It looked professional. At the end of it, it just looked troublesome. It looked very, very bad. It looked like his body had taken a beating and his body couldn't function the way it used to. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think Josh Allen really needs to work on getting his game to a pocket passing, minimizing the hits. If he does run, get out of bounds. Slide. They've created so many rules to protect the quarterback. Start utilizing that. Make your career a lot longer than than, it, than a small 9-, 10-year career. Make it that 15-, 16-year career. Number one on this list was, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody loves Patrick Mahomes. I did talk to him a little bit about that because – the receiving core, you, you don't know where it's going to go. Everybody loves Kadarius Sony. We talked a little bit about that. He can't stay healthy. There's some playmakers there. It's just trying to find out who that's going to be before they actually are the man. We talked about how Travis Kelsey has been his guy for years. When is the drop-off going to happen? We've talked about that several times. George has brought it up. I've brought it up. Kelsey eventually is going to fall off the cliff. It's just a matter of when, and do you want to be holding that bag when it finally does happen? We talked about that, and this is kind of what Brian had to say about the whole thing. Proving it every year, and he does not have the receivers he had last year. I know that. That's my biggest question. He but, got a whole new receiving. But it just seems like they breed another one every year. Are you are you just believing in the Travis Kelsey thing? I think he'll, he Kelsey should start the downturn. I think. Just, I mean, he's thirty-three years. Yeah. Old. It's gonna eventually. The he's still the best tight end in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, but he'll probably be on his downward turn. I think probably this year or next year. So a lot of questions there. Yeah, if he believes it's going to happen relatively soon. I think you you can honestly say Kelsey's the only one you really want in that offense besides Mahomes at QB. Mahomes is going to make everybody better. Thing with him is, is he doesn't hyper target anybody. He's not like Aaron Rodgers, who's going to go to his one go to guy all the time. Patrick Mahomes is always going to spread the ball around. He's always going to make plays for all his teammates. He's not going to hyper target one specific guy. Now, Travis Kelsey has been that guy inside the 20, but can you blame him? It's a huge body. Travis Kelsey is a stud when it comes down to coming with the ball. But listen, time is, is, is ticking away here. You got to be honest with yourself. If you have Travis Kelsey, especially if you're in a dynasty league, you need to start thinking about moving him, getting some young assets, getting some draft picks to rebuild because Travis Kelsey is eventually going to fall off this cliff. And do you want to be that guy holding the bag when it does? I don't want to. I know if I had him in any, in my dynasty league, I'd be looking to move him. Now, of course, you'd have to move him to somebody who's looking to win this year. You would have to be have somebody that's on the cusp and just believes they need that one key piece and that's who you'd have to trade with. So when you got your draft picks, you're probably looking at somebody that's you're looking at somebody that's probably going to have a later round, a later first round pick than normal than you would really like. But if you got them in later years, that's where you really need to aim towards. Get somebody now that's young and effective, get some draft picks for the future, not for the next year, but the ongoing future 2-3 years down the road. That is where you got to target your dynasty guys. Now, thanks to Brian for sharing his top five quarterbacks for this this year. I know there was a lot of uh, 
extra talk that we had done in that uh, that interview, but unfortunately, like I said, I couldn't use a whole lot of the audio that I had recorded. We did use a little bit. Hopefully, I can get Brian on here again, do something that's outside, maybe uh, over the phone, like me and George do at times. But I will go over some of my top sleeper picks at the quarterback position. And starting off here, number five is Jared Goff. Jared Goff was a top 10 quarterback last year. I believe this year the weapons are going to be just as good, if not better, especially in that second half, if they can get Jamison Williams to come through. Listen, I know there's been a lot of reports about him not being a you know top guy, especially from his head coach. You know, a lot of drops, but listen, the same thing happened with Jamar Chase. That first year they were like, he just can't catch the ball. I think he can get there. He just it's it's been a rough couple of years. He's still a relatively young player. He was the best receiver in that draft. So hopefully they can come through. But I really like Jared Goff and that that weapon core he's got going on there in Detroit. I think that offense is going to be good. Yes, well, I think they want to run the ball a little bit more. I do. I really do. I think they do run the ball a lot more than they, they've done in the past year. But with Jameer Gibbs, I think you have a weapon that you could really go out there and utilize in the passing game. So Jared Goff will be another guy to watch out for. Next guy on my list is not a big shocker. He's kind of on everyone's list every single season, and yet he seems to never really get a whole lot of respect, and it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is on this list simply because he's in a contract year, and looking back at every one of his contracts year, he always has a huge year when his contract is up. The man all of a sudden decides to turn it on. He can't turn it on for night games, but he can turn it on for contract years. That's for sure. I look at him as being a guy that's going to be in your top 10 again. I think he's going to be huge. I think with Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison there, KJ Osborne, I think is coming on. I think he's going to be a nice fit. I think he's still a good third option. And you still have TJ Hawkinson at the tight end spot. Now, listen, you don't have the running game. You're probably going to have, you had last year. You got Alexander Madison this year. No Dalvin Cook. Offensive line seems to be okay. If Madison can do 75% of what Dalvin Cook did last year, I think this team does exactly what it did last year, and I think you have to rely on Kirk Cousins' arm a little bit more this year than you did last year. So I think he gets a slight bump in numbers. I think he ends up back in the top 10, and being contract year, he always does well. Next on my list is Tua. Now, Tua, despite the injuries, that's the biggest concern. If he's gotten over that and he can go into this year and be healthy this entire year, that offensive setup he has, utilizing all the speed that they've got on that team and specifically on the offense, he doesn't need to hold the ball whole long, no, very long. You make short intermediate passes. I think that's where he's the most effective. Get it in your playmaker's hands and let those guys spin. I think that's where it goes. I think he has a huge year if he can stay healthy. That's the big if, the huge question mark on Tua. Can he stay healthy? If he does, I believe he can go as high as a top five quarterback. I really do. I know I've grabbed him in my dynasty league, hoping that he can be that guy that stays healthy. Use those weapons he has on the outside. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill. He's got Devon A-Chain now that he can utilize in the backfield. Mostert and Jeff Wilson are still there. They still have good weapons and a good offensive-minded head coach that I believe Tua can be a top-five quarterback in this league for fantasy if, again, he can stay healthy. The next guy on my list 
is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has been just overlooked. I think he had some uh, rough years there at the end of his stint with the Raiders. I think now he's got a big chip on his shoulder. He has a great offensive weapon in Chris Olave, and we know what Derek Carr likes to do. He likes to throw the ball down the field. Derek Carr and Chris Olave are a perfect mashup because Chris Olave runs a very good is a very good route runner. He's very good at air yardage. He can make plays going down the field. I think this is a good fit for Derek Carr. This offense was a perfect fit for him. If Michael Thomas can come back and be that second option for him and he can stay healthy, I think that's going to be a good good deal for Derek Carr in making his push for a top 10 fantasy relevancy. I really like him this year. I haven't had a chance to pick him up. Somebody else seems to have the good ideas, and they grab him a little sooner than I think he's going to go. But Derek Carr, I think, is a very good option. I think he's got, he's got potentially top 10 fantasy value going so late in drafts. Especially if you're in a 1QB league, a lot of times he's not even being drafted in 1QB leagues in a 10-team league. I think that's completely wrong. I think he needs to be drafted. I think he needs to be sitting there. So those guys right there are my, are my five guys that I think could make a push to being in the top 10. Tua being the guy I think could make the push to be even higher just because of the weapons he has. But yes, those are my top five. I'm going to give you a little bonus one here. The bonus one I like, and this is kind of going to be like a second half guy, is Kyler Murray. This is where you're going to see what Kyler Murray is made of. Coming off this injury, Cardinals coming off a very, very bad year. New head coach, new system. If he puts his mind to it, rehabs and gets back in this second half of the year, he's going to show you what he's made of. Listen, the guy was a top three quarterback not that long ago. Everybody was drafting him top three. Listen, he's got the talent. He runs. He's hard to catch. He's got the talent. The question with is, he still has Marquise Hollywood Brown there. Marquise Hollywood Brown is not that far removed from being a very good receiver. He's going late in rounds. So is Kyler Murray. He's not even being drafted. I think a guy that could, listen, if you're having some trouble quarterback that first portion of the year, grab Kyler Murray. Keep him on your bench. Because that second half of the year, if he can weather the storm in that second half, and he does what he could do, and he lives up to that potential, listen, Kyler Murray could be a huge pickup for you going into that second half of the year, and he could be the second half darling to the NFL season. So just a couple insights, just some sleeper picks. Listen, guys, it's been really fun this offseason. We're getting into the nitty-gritty of everything. We have about a week to go, but... It's going to be fun, guys. So, listen, all you guys out there finishing up your drafts, putting your teams together, making your roster moves for your dynasty leagues, your best ball leagues. Good luck this year, guys. Thanks for joining us on this journey so far. We'll be back every week with episodes, breaking everything down, looking at matchups, what we like, who we should start, who we should sit. We're going to be doing that every week, guys. So, please, follow us, leave us a comment, rate us. be huge to help us out with the show. Thanks again for for Brian Floody joining the show this week. Wish I could have got more of that interview on there. It was a really good interview. Unfortunately, like I said, the audio just wasn't great. But guys, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Vegas Guys Locker Room. 